Then put your little hand in mine There ain't no hill or mountain we can't climb Welcome to Groundhog Minute, the podcast where we celebrate the 1993 classic Groundhog Day, one repetitive minute at a time. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your other host, Dave. Joining us again today, we have special guests Adam the Creator and Luke, a.k.a. Dark Lark of the Dark Knight Minute. Welcome back. Hey, hey glad to be back. Yeah, welcome back. Glad to have you. And we've asked you back to join us to discuss Minute 95, which is, I'm sure, just another Groundhog Day in Punxsutawney, PA. Dave, how close am I to being great? I mean, yeah, it's about, you know, Phil wakes up and then DJs mention the song is overplayed and, and Rita, and wait, holy shit, Rita, she leans over and turns off the radio and she snuggles and with a reporter that 36 hours ago she just met in Pittsburgh and then Phil is, con- is concerned that something is different, but that's good. And then even pinches Rita just to make sure. <laughs> What's going on? That's what I was wondering. Why is he pinch Rita instead of himself? <laughs> Make sure she's not dreaming? Yeah. <laughs> That's dream logic for you. Yeah. You can't pinch somebody in a dream. I know that. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, minute 94 kind of ended just, it seemed to end the same way so many of these days, <laughs> or, or begin, you know, it, 94 ended the way so many of these days began with uh, Sonny and Cher at 6 o'clock on the radio, but something's different. And, yeah. and as Phil says, different different is good. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the DJ bit, though, it's like a little meta. It's like, oh, they're tired of hearing the same song. You're an oldie station in a small town. You're going to have a small tape, and you're going to be playing Sonny and Cher a lot. <laughs> like, you're like the classic rock station that plays Zeppelin Rolling Stones. Oh, you're tired of them? Well, tough. That is your job. You're going to be playing that a lot. <laughs> right. They they play a lot of the same songs, but do they necessarily play the same song at the same time of day? <laughs> no, they usually switch it up, yeah. <laughs> now, I'll admit, like, if that was part of their, if that was part of their, like, intro thing, you know, like, um, like a couple, like, a, I think, I think Preston Steve, they use at 6 a.m. when they start the show, they use the, I think it's, was it Tommy Boy? Is it Black Sheep? Where it's, uh... Mm-hmm. Where the one where he's like, go, was it, uh, it's like, um, was it, when David Spade's trying to sleep and, uh, and he, and, uh, t- uh, Farley's making like the maid voice. Would you yeah. like me to fluff your pillow? <laughs> oh no, it's David Spade doing it. Chris Farley's like, no, it's let me sleep for the love of God. <laughs> housekeeping. Yeah, that's it. That's the housekeeping bit. Yeah. So, yeah, so maybe, oh, so like maybe this is there. So these guys, they do the six to 10 shift and this is like their theme that they play. At 6 a.m. every day. Yeah, they, they got... It's yeah. like their bit is, I got you, babe. Like well, it's... so I actually had a theory um, on... That kind of go, goes back to the question. We were talking about it yesterday. We've, we've talked about it a lot before on the show. Of how long has Phil been in this loop? How many days? And, um, you know, do we want to get right into it? Do we want to talk about, you know, just skip over what happens in the minute and get right down to the... The deep philosophical stuff. Well, you know me. I like deep and I like philosophical. Yeah. 
Um, well, I, you know, I came this far, so I'm just going to come out with it. So I, yeah, and this just occurred to me within the last few days. I, I was watching these minutes and watching the movie and, and thinking about that question of, of how long has Phil been in the loop? And I, I think, I think the answer or, or one answer is forever. You know, how, how many days is this? It's all of them. And, and this is my thinking. So why, why would this, the same song be playing? If this is supposed to be the next day. So at this point, he's reached February 30s out of the time loop. But in fact, he's still in the loop because he never actually woke up. This is uh, so Phil Connors takes this van ride. He spends two hours sitting in the van. He gets a blood clot. He gets the, the vein thrombosis thing from sitting too long. He gets the B&B. He lays down and goes to sleep. The blood clot goes from his legs. It travels up into his brain. He strokes out. And what we've been seeing is actually it's a it's a Jacob's Ladder type kind of like fight for his soul. Does he get into heaven? Does he go to hell? You know, can can his soul be redeemed? What's going to happen? But it's all been he's been asleep this whole time and he's still asleep and he's never going to wake up again. And that's why he keeps hearing the same song. Whoa. Okay. All right. Well, little, little like dark at the same time there. Like, like heavy. Well, because it kind of you know just it, it 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 explains how could this be happening? How is he reliving this day over and over again? And and all this other stuff. If you just say, well, no, he this is all this is all playing out in his some of it's you know in his in his mind as he's slowly dying in his sleep, and some of it is. Um, you know, spiritual, it's angels, it's Mrs. Lancaster and the bartender, it's angels and devils fighting over Phil's soul to see whether or not he gets into heaven. Hmm. See, and I thought this was based off of Buddhism because uh, I've always been thinking like this was some sort of a telling of the reincarnation cycle and how we mm -hmm. repeat life over and over again until we reach uh, enlightenment and then and only then can we achieve nirvana so yeah that's always kind of the understanding that I take from it, it is and I, I do believe that the filmmakers said that they were inspired by like reincarnation and Buddhist uh, theology yeah yeah Remus uh, and, and talked about it quite a bit a bit while he was alive really um, was not raised in a secular Jewish family, but then got very interested and, and very involved in, in Buddhist teachings. Though I'm not sure um, he had started. He, I think he got more seriously into it on a philosophical level later on after the movie was made, but certainly yeah. it, you see it come out his philosophy and his, his thinking on these matters certainly comes through and, and that's part of the movie as well. Yeah. That it comes from that, um, that standpoint and it's, yeah. And, and part of it is the, from, from that perspective, there's no, there's no reason this isn't, you know, Scrooge or Christmas Carol where there's a ghost visiting Phil to say why this is doing, or there's no gypsy curse there, you know, we don't see anything in the movie of that kind of sort that would cause the loop. So in that respect, yeah, it does fit into that that um, the the Buddhist thinking of just you know 
life is suffering, the source of suffering is desire. And it's Phil working through his his desires. And certainly in the beginning it's very he's very worldly. He yeah. he what are his desires? It's it's food, it's physical love and, and lust and that sort of thing. And it's releasing those desires where kind of going back to what I was saying previously, where even if he feels love for Rita, he's not expressing He's not asking anything from her. He's not desiring her to react in a certain way. He's just putting it out there. So yeah, there's there's that it, the Buddhist aspect to it. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I keep thinking about you know the conversations that artists must have with themselves when they're creating something. And I'm I I'm wondering if Harold Ramis was just from hearing what you've said about you know him you know, exploring with uh, Buddhist philosophy, like this was kind of like his way of, you know, going headfirst into that line of thinking and really trying to discover like what, what the core concepts are for himself. I And maybe I might be giving, uh, you know, a Hollywood movie, you know, ultimately kind of a product, uh, you know, something uh, of that merit, but I, then again, you know, Held Ramis was a very fine filmmaker, you know, certainly one of the best comedic filmmakers of our time. So, there, yeah, there might be some something there, you know, some sort of a deeper conversation that he's having within himself and, you know, just kind of bringing everybody into that conversation, too, and like exploring the ideas of, mm-hmm. you know, what's what's how do you overcome suffering God, and how it. do you overcome uh, you know the the sense of life is meaningless. It's well, you need to find meaning in life. You have to find something other than desire, uh, something other than you know the immediate now, uh, and instead kind of focus on you know without. All right, all right. We we lost uh, Adam and Dave. Okay, so I got my other recording key. Uh, going so hopefully, yeah. yeah. So hopefully we'll we'll be able to save that from your yep your local. Uh, all right. Let me see if Dave's trying to text me. If they should pop back in. All right. I'll I'll keep it going and then. Um, yeah. So just keep your your local going. Yeah. The the cast, I guess, because maybe because Dave is the host. When he dropped out, yeah. When he dropped out, it seemed like it automatically ended. Okay. Yeah, just when yeah. I was about to conclude my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, check your email. Dave sent out a new link. Okay. For a new room. I guess we're going to try to start all over. Okay. Let's see here. I might have have to have Adam forward that to me yeah he just sent it to the geekmindfusion.com address oh, okay i'll i'll make sure adam sends me the link oh wait you know what i can all right yeah i knew you left and thing. so i originally put the first link out oh, hoping that you would get back in i got back in for a little bit i could hear them talking and then i logged got out it like booted me again yeah and then and then in mid 
Luke was saying something, and then, like, mid-thing, the whole site crashed. Like, the whole, like, webpage was like... So, I don't know. We'll pick up somewhere along the line. I said, I'm keeping the local recording. Yeah. It's going to be one of those nights. <laughs> yeah, so I see you, Dave. I don't see... Oh, there's Adam. Just Adam's popped up. and I... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just... I didn't... Yeah, it's weird. I didn't see Adam for a minute, but now he's there. And then I sent the link to... Uh... Um, Darth there. All right. I am back All right. on the cast page. Okay. So. Is there, if everyone's locals are still going, let's, yep. we're going to just pick up somewhere in mid thing between you and Sean. We're talking. I, yeah, I missed, I missed all I heard was like Buddhist Harold Ramis. And that's kind of what I got. <laughs> I didn't hear much else. Yeah. Darth is a, you know, uh, really great stuff it's too bad no one's ever gonna hear it but (laughs) yeah yeah i know really insightful and deep and uh yeah i mean just i'm gonna quit podcasting and just go join a monastery and and meditate (laughs) on 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 those few minutes of of what darth was laying down that's i really feel sorry for you guys you you really missed out all right i'm re-recording the thing again we'll just use that first part this is mid somewhere in mid conversation um I said I. I don't know if you want to continue anything else with the, the, the philosophical thing. Well, um, well, I I kind of concluded my thoughts in my own local, so we could just kind of start from wherever, and I think it'll work out just fine. Uh, yeah. Well, so and I think that's really um, that it certainly applies here for Groundhog Day, and I th- I think it applies to a lot of um, the the later movies that Harold Ramis worked on that maybe aren't as well, I, I feel this movie is obviously philosophical. So there's obvious a message here, but some of his other movies where the message is less obvious, but there's, you know, when you look at them closely that, yeah, Ramus is trying to work in those, the themes of recurrence and existence and desire and, and so forth. So, yeah, I think that that's a good point that you make, Darth. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I had more surface level stuff. Yeah, so I mean, we can, we can, we can bring it back I, in and actually talk about the... <laughs> Yeah, the, the minute for a little bit. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I'm just. I, 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 uh, Reed is just way too frisky right now. Like how she said it's too early, and like I, I know it's. I said it's the end of the movie. I just, I don't know, man. I'm just. It's really hard for me to buy it. I just, I, I, just, I just, I don't think I'm ever going to buy this now. After this podcast, we've just studied so much. I just don't see Rita, um, you know being like this like I maybe she doesn't want to wake up and admit that she sorta not really <laughs> but like did not coitus but did technically sleep with her co-worker right after it you know after a day yeah well so let's you know let's let's pause at that for for a little bit and talk about it and 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 you guys you know so adam and luke what do you how do you feel about this um i guess we really haven't you know phil is still up to his neck and covers but at least Rita is still dressed. Um, well, and then or actually, sorry, later, on. yeah, later in the minute, the covers go down, and we see Phil still wearing the shirt, the same shirt from yesterday. So they they didn't do it. I think is the implication by that that yeah. they're they're still dressed. So I mean, what do you guys? Do you think should they have done it? Do you feel good that they didn't? Does that does that at least let Reed off the hook a little bit? I, I think a little bit because just from our discussions on last minute. I mean, she seemed to be like real, you know, she'd stop him if he was getting too frisky and stuff. And like we mentioned, this 
last day. He didn't spend that much time with her, maybe six hours at most. And then like throws out, I love you in there. And if they got too frisky, then it just seems like kind of a bigger character shift from, you know, how dare you to being too easy all of a sudden. Yeah. It, it kind of shifts away, I guess, what the point was in late, like earlier days that he went through, especially, you know, when he was getting super pervy was, you know, the idea like, okay, you finally got out of the time loop by succeeding in betting Rita. Like, I, I don't buy that. I, I, I think there was something a little bit more transcendent, transcendent that happened, um, that allowed him to finally go on to the next day. And I, I don't, I don't know if the, I I don't know how appropriate the um, physical manifestation of the union of opposites is gonna be uh, the perfect the right framework in order to show that uh, apotheosis that he undergoed. So um, yeah, so I don't really buy that either. Maybe they were just cuddling for all I know. I I think it's kind of insequential. I don't really think it's that important um i think i think the point here is like you know he he's learned something he's learned something something very important and because he's learned something important he was finally able to get you know a reward for it and that is getting out of the time loop and also the beginnings of a you know possibly very intimate and legitimate relationship with somebody Mm mm-hmm yeah, and I think well, and and so Ramus talks about this a little bit on the the director's commentary, where he says they actually took a vote on set to say should should Phil and Rita be dressed, you know, or should you know should they still be wearing the stuff from the night before? Should they be naked or in pajamas or something else? And and the vote was to keep them at least the shirts that they were wearing the night before, uh, with the implication being they did not. They did not do the nasty, as as the kids call it these days, um, and I think I think that's important to uh, for to have some lesson for the ending of this loop that if Phil is if Phil is just the old Phil with a better veneer on top where he's just smoother about it, but he's still he's still using his advantages of this loop and the ability to do research and gather information and trial and error things and he ultimately uses it to um to not just get rita to literally sleep with him but to you know the figurative sleep with kind of thing then then he's just the same old phil he hasn't really grown he's just better at it whereas this shows the fact that he could have and um we'll get a little bit more from rita tomorrow like on just to get an idea of just how far uh phil could have gone if he wanted to, but he didn't. So that tells us, no, he isn't just acting better because he's had, you know, multiple tries and he can, you know, learn from his mistakes that way, but that he, he has really changed inside that it isn't, it isn't just what he's doing. That's changed what he wants and the end result that the reaction that he's seeking from his actions, that that's changed. So he really is a changed man and, there's a you know there's a reason for this loop ending other than well it's the end of the movie and we need some kind of resolution no it's it, well yes it's the end of the movie and we need resolution but also 
Phil has changed. He's earned, you know, he's earned his way out of that loop and he's earned an ending. I was going to say happy ending, but at this point, I think Phil would say any ending is, is a happy ending. So he's, he's earned it. He's shown that he's not, he's not out for the same things that he was out for before. Yeah, I don't take this movie as postmodern by any means. So, like, and I'm what I mean by that is, it's it's sarcastic, but it's not cynical. Like, there's there's something to be said here. So, there's some sort of a meaning other than just you know the the conquest of uh, of you know structures to structures. But um, yeah, because I think it had they'd you know went and done it then it really would have sullied the ending to the point where you know what what was the point behind all that yeah and so i and i i guess that's one reason why i appreciate it more now that i'm thinking about it in that terms because i think postmodernism is a bunch of baloney but anyway mm-hmm. and also i mean let's talk about you know uh, making out when they just woke up you got plaque in your teeth and everything yeah. he didn't brush his teeth <laughs> yep, I, I I have I have yeah the morning breath yeah. note. I have a lot of I have a lot of questions about the, with the action and the dialogue for this minute. But yeah, that's 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 one of them. Yeah, like Just, I said, this yeah. would have been more interesting if we had a little bit of the t- dialogue of them going to the bed and breakfast, mm-hmm. and it kind of. I'm not saying we repeat the part where he you know throws cards in a hat you know and stuff like that, but. I like to. I like there to be some like hints that that could have happened as well. Like he mm-hmm. read. Like if we zoom when we zoom out, like you know, we can talk about the next minute, but it doesn't exist. But like that, you know, a book of poetry is on the lap of the bed. Like he just kind of like fell asleep with it on his lap because he just thought, oh, the day's gonna repeat. But there's like a poetry book there, you know, something that he yeah, liked. well, some indication of what they were doing last night. Yeah. before they fell asleep, that wasn't you know all right. So they didn't. They didn't do the nasty, but what what did they do? Um, yeah, what I what kind of t- maybe somewhat related to that, but uh, I had a another one of the questions I have from this minute is if she bought him and she owns him, then why didn't they go to her place? Why are they? And I, from a filmmaking perspective, yes, we wake up every morning with Phil in the bed and breakfast. So I think from a filmmaking perspective. That's why we're here and not at Rita's place. But from a character perspective, if she's in charge and she bought him, why doesn't he go to her place? Why is she still following him around? Like I said, they they should have the scene that I just Mm -hmm. wrote. They should have put it in the movie. Yeah. Have her explain. I told them to listen to Dave and they didn't listen to me and listen to Dave. If she bought him, she should be taking charge. And yeah, like if they had a line where she says, "I want to see the place because I was the one who made the reservation." Yeah, you some, you were, you mentioned it yesterday. Yeah, she should I'm ask, just, "Hey, show me this bed and breakfast that and, I set you up in." I mean, like yeah, three. I mean, like a joke about you know one more joke about how three hundred dollars, you know, just something like that. Um, or he could make he's gonna joke, like, you know, he could say like he's like, "Was that all the money in your wallet?" She's like, "Yeah," and he could be like, "Who's gonna pay for all my room service?" You know, just just. Just, you know, uh, there could have been jokes like that. I think I would have wrote a million of them. It would have been great. Because, um, yeah, I like the idea that you're saying, Sean, if, like, if he woke up, like, the, the clock is there, and then you zoom out, and it's coincidentally the same clock, or it's a different clock. 
and it's playing the music and then we're in, we're in the we're it's supposed to be the hotel room. I mean, obviously it'd be a set somewhere because that well, hotel yeah. is actually the opera house. But, but like, yeah, if it was the yeah, the same clock, but then we zoom out and we see it's her room and they switch sides where she's, you know, she Rita's laying where Phil usually is and then Phil's on the other side of the bed that's usually empty and it's it's all switched around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's still a good movie. They just, you know, yeah. it could have been better. I think, yeah, because or you do it that way, where it's like, you know, you have it where they nice and they leave, and uh, I don't know, they like, yeah, because like it'd be interesting to kind of like shoot it in a way where it looks like they're leaving the hotel and they're running through Gobbler's Knob, because in this, like, they're running down Cherry Street. You know, oh, man, I shouldn't be talking about that, but anyway, uh, you know, I feel like there's even the movie's over. It's like eh, I think we could add a few extra things. Yeah, we need the, the the yeah the Dave Palace cut. Um, so my question, my it's my my well, it's a statement, but I'll I'll wrap I'll put it in the form of a question. How long is the deal valid for on the on the buying? <laughs> right, it's the next day. Uh, yeah. the the buying's over. You you, you right. You, you had me you, till midnight. Well, no. So I'm, I'm wondering is so is is like Bill Murray slash Phil Connors really underplaying this moment like think about it this guy has been repeating the same day anywhere from thousands of days to hundreds of thousands or millions of days we don't know how long it's been it's been long enough for him to go to crazy and back and now it's over and he's like he seems to like be really like taking it really well like just really cool about it it's over i mean like i said i wouldn't have wrote it i would have actually wrote him having sort of a connection like yeah i mean what do you, yeah. so you know adam and luke what do you guys think well it yeah he is taking it really well and i mean this whole scene is their way like he's way too calm and then like he pinches her and she takes it really well you know if someone pinches me first yeah. thing in the morning i'm not gonna i'm not gonna respond with a smile <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna try that with my wife tomorrow morning. I'm just gonna pinch thing. her first thing, and uh, <laughs> if I'm not around to finish up the rest of the movie, you know what happened. No, like I've had my kids pinch me in the morning, and I'm like, "Go away, get out of here! What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. You start speaking Batman talk, like, "Go away!" <laughs> yep. Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, just too much calm all around right here. What what about, and what about um I mean as I said I I'd be I, I I know I'm rewriting the whole ending to make it better for what I want but like yeah I would I would like it if it was two different ways where it was like like uh he meets Rita and Larry like all right we're gonna leave now and and he's and like he's like he hasn't explained to them they don't know about that he's been repeating the day over and over again or something like that. you know he's done a good thing and the days go to the next day and he leaves the bed and breakfast he kind of like turns around and like looks at it for like the last time or something you know like like it's kind of like um it's gotta be a movie that i'm not thinking of where it's like someone's in prison for very long and then they get out and they don't know what to do with themselves like that that kind of concept where it's like oh my god if only to get out of here now it's like he's gotten out of there and he's like well i don't know what to do now because that was my yeah, so like a, a shawshank Ant- reduction that's it that's god i knew shawshank. something <laughs> i was gonna say ant-man <laughs> <laughs> Or Ant Man, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Shawshank, yeah. It's like it's like that's 
I exist in there. That is like my identity. And uh, yeah, he's taking. You're right. He's taking it very well. I mean, like I said, if we if I had it, would be a little bit more of a sci-fi thing where it's like, what? What's going on? Like that. <laughs> and then Rita would be all like, "What's wrong, Phil? You know, like, didn't you enjoy last night?" He's like, "I, but, but that was, but that was yesterday. Now, not today. Now it's tomorrow's today." <laughs> <laughs> like I'm saying the lines, but in a more of like a, I, I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Way. I I keep trying to think about like how I would have felt, and I think. I think the closest thing I can come up with is when you beat Majora's Mask, and instead of saying, you know, Dawn of the First Day, it says Dawn of a New Day, and you're just like, wait, what? This is... <laughs> it's like the like the title is like in white with the text in black instead of reverse. You're like, wait, what's going on? Is this is weird? <laughs> and, but but there's but there's a sort of feeling of like, wow, I. I did it, you know. I, I I got through the three days, and there there. I'm sure you guys have talked about Majora's Mask, or at least I sure hope you have. <laughs> no, I didn't have. I didn't have a. Uh, I, I I have not played any of the Zelda games. I never got into them. Sorry. Uh... Oh well, from the Groundhog Day thing. I mean, that's that's like how you experience Groundhog Day is by playing that game. That's that fair. that is, by the way, my favorite Zelda game ever. Yeah. So I highly, highly recommend it. If you have a 3DS, go get it. Yeah, I'll, I'll see. I'll see. I get an emulator for it before Nintendo like closes them all down. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure you can find a 64 one easy enough. Okay. But um, I, I know a bit of it. Yeah, I know a bit of it. Where it's like, yeah, you had to like stop the moon from crashing, and you had to like go back and figure puzzles using a uh, time thing. Yeah, and and it really is a time loop. Like the same thing kind of happens over these three days, and you find yourself kind of repeating things over these three days in order for you to, you know, get certain things. And so, yeah, it's it, it feels like playing Groundhog Day, and it. But I think most of all is just the the mood and setting that the game has. It's I would argue the darkest Zelda game you will ever play. Like it is legitimately dark if you think closely about oh, it. Oh yeah, it's. And it, oh, I love it. It's great. It's great. And uh, oh, um, I don't know if I should wait for uh, tomorrow's minute to bring this up, but I, I have a way of tying Majora's Mask and uh, and uh, Groundhog Day together in more than just the time loop, but also the structure that the story is told. So I don't know. You want to hear that now or wait for tomorrow? Save for save for tomorrow, because uh... all right. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. In case, in case I like, in case I get really angry about something tomorrow, you can, you can, you can soften it up with that. <laughs> um, All right. All right. To be continued. <laughs> Tease. A little, a little, a little teaser. Uh, nice. Because like I said, I, I don't want to say too. Mu- I obviously don't want to say too much more. Um, on yeah, on the, on the tomorrow stuff, and you know, we're near the end, so it's like we're all like we're all excited to like get to a wrap up theory, but we're not there yet. Got to right. temperate. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, sl- yeah. She sleeps with her earrings on, but like I like to, <laughs> but like 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 I said, like th- we might have had a thing where he kind of told her enough to her to go. Yeah, I guess that does make sense. And the fact that he didn't like press anything onto her, he tried to like get creepy or anything. Like she doesn't feel comfortable, so she's okay because she thinks that maybe she'll get worked back. And then, but it, it doesn't. It sucks that like she doesn't say anything either. Like she. She doesn't acknowledge the theory, like, hey, like, 
you said we were going to repeat it. We didn't, you know? If she said something like that, she's only referencing, I bought you. So it's like, it's almost as if no other conversation happened since her buying him at the auction. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, it, it harkens back to uh, an earlier evening where we saw Rita when she thought she thought something was going to happen at midnight. And she was like, you were going to disappear. Or I disappeared or, you know, something was going to happen. And he's like, well, no, it's not midnight. It's 6 a.m. But yeah, so here she is. And she's like, yeah, not not questioning or anything. Like, yeah, I, it's the only thing that hints that they even talked after they walked back to the bed and breakfast is when he's like, but why are you still here? You asked me to stay. So I stayed. So he at least asked her to stay. So, I mean, at least (laughs) (laughs) there was at least one word. (laughs) There was some communication going on. Yeah. And I'll I'll just say I kind of I hear what you're saying, Dave, in terms of missing scenes or missing dialogue. I wouldn't want to add too much, though. Just uh, looking back in um, the the original screenplay, the, the Danny Rubin screenplay, there was a little bit more after they wake up together. There was bits of them walking around Punxsutawney the day after and stuff. And I, I felt it kind of took away. And I feel this, the, the way it ends this minute, uh, tomorrow and, and the little bit of next week before we get into the credits, it's consistent with so much that we don't know, starting with, we you know, we don't know why the loop started we don't know exactly how long Phil has been in it. We don't know exactly if there was one particular thing or which of the particular changes he went through, why it ends. So I feel the way it, it ends is consistent with not explaining too much to us. And I'm, I'm okay with that just because I've been okay with it so far and better too little than too much. So yeah. I guess I, I, I'm kind of with you, Dave, where like there could have been a little bit more, but then I'm like worried. Yeah, but too much more. Can, you know, you can there, there are good movies that are like really good. And then the end is like, oh, you just ruined it. So I feel like better, you know, leave us wanting more. Too little is better than too much. Yeah, as the prequels have showed us. Exactly. Which ones? <laughs> <laughs> Any of them. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, yeah. All we, all we need is like, yeah, to have Mrs. Lancaster bust into the room and be like, see, this is because of midichlorians. And then like, oh. You know. And then Larry comes in and like, Misa have to get to Van. I'm like, oh. You know. Nobody wants to see any of that. Right. So. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and, then, and then you have, what, what was his name? Dad, Tad, Tad Rylson, or and then and then it's like you said big doo doo this time. I <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I I'm almost beginning to like Phantom Menace. <laughs> it, I like it. I I like it in a in a Norway in a. It's so bad that it's actually kind of great. If you so if, bad that it's good, yeah. I don't know. It, I don't know. I'll, granted, the second <laughs> one is a mess, and the second one is actually really hard to watch. You can watch the first one though, if you and you can have fun watching it if you just you know make fun of it and you know just write the memes if you will. But mm-hmm. 
But yeah, like the second one, ugh, yeah. yeah. No, second one, there's nothing redeeming about that one. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so speaking of redeeming, I have a question. I don't know if, if any of you guys know anything about Collies. Are they known Collies. for staying? Collies? Yeah, well, because at the very end, Phil, you know, Phil's like, uh, you know, or Rita's like, says, uh, you said stay, so I stayed. And then Phil kind of repeats it back, questioning, like, I said stay, so you stayed? I can't even make a collie stay. Oh, okay. Like I the t- dog collies. Yeah. Okay. No, the- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm, I, cause yeah, well, I was just thinking really like, a- I, I know like our collies are like, they're working dogs. They're like herd, you know, herd sheep and stuff like that. So uh, I always picture a collie, like they, they want to run. They want to be out in the fields and working and stuff. Are they, you know, but Phil seems to think collies are known for staying. Well, it might be more, uh, to the fact that he's unable to like discipline them or, or to convince them to stay. And, you know, if, if a dog's going to be running around, you know, then yeah, it's like, I didn't, but you also said that they're also known for, you know, sheep herding and things like that. I'd imagine they'd have to be trained really well and very well disciplined. And so yeah, like a okay. well-disciplined dog, I think you can train them to stay and they will stay. But, mm-hmm. um, and maybe that that's maybe that's the thing you shouldn't try to explain a joke so <laughs> that's that's how i took it it's now like, you tell oh yeah oh yeah okay 90 95 minutes into this movie now you're telling us we shouldn't be tra- explaining jokes <laughs> <laughs> a little late for that now Sheesh, now you tell us yep that's what happens <laughs> when you right. wait until the end to get me on your show yeah that's okay we only have ourselves to blame we could have saved ourselves yep. a lot of time if we just had you on minute one you'd been like don't explain the joke we're like all right that's it podcast over <laughs> it's not funny anymore when you have to explain the joke yeah, all right yeah we've yeah. had that explained right. on our podcast many times by our other co-host <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, so on that note, so any anything else you feel that does need explaining for a minute ninety five? I don't think so. I think we've gone over most of it. All right. Yep. I am eagerly awaiting to see what happens on this new day. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a whole new day for the first time in in many days. It's been a long time since we've had a new day here on the on the show. So this will be exciting. Um. So yeah, so so uh, so Adam and Luke, if if folks want to hear you explaining things that that aren't jokes, where can they hear you do that? Well, you can head on over to geekmindfusion.com. That's our website. It has all of our episodes there, or you can go on to any podcatcher and search Dark Knight Minute, and we're you can find us on any podcatcher, or you can go to our subscribe link on our website and that'll take you to any of them we're also on facebook and twitter fantastic and i encourage our listeners to to check that out and can you can you you've come with us so far can you hang out one more day finish out the week sure i think we can pull that out pull that off (laughs) oh you're so enthusiastic (laughs) thanks yeah all right, well, so that, that's it for us for, for Minute 95. Thank you, listeners, once again for listening, and we will see you tomorrow, if there is one.